People leaving narcissistic relationships carry the unwanted burden of chronic blame. The blame that it is me who caused this to myself. That it is me who stayed in the relationship and I should have left earlier. And as a result, they are full of rage and anger, not only towards the narcissist, but also towards themselves for doing things that they probably never did. Hi, my name is Danish and I'm a narcissistic abuse recovery professional and today in this episode I'll be talking about five reasons why you as a victim of narcissistic abuse blame yourself and how to deal with this chronic blame. Before we get started, make sure that you subscribe to this channel by pressing that subscribe button and push that bell icon to stay updated with every latest piece of content that I post here on this channel. So number one, the number one reason is the chronic manipulation and gaslighting that happens in the narcissistic relationship. As you and I both know that a narcissist is a master manipulator and at the core of this relationship is the chronic gaslighting that changes and twists the perception of reality of the victim. It's like the slow poisoning. It doesn't happen at once. The narcissist shows you that best version of themselves in the beginning of the relationship, but it does not last long. The only reason they show it is that they want to have the absolute control over your personality, your feelings. And once they know you are in the trap, the nature, the behavior, the personality start shifting and changing. And when it happens, the devaluation starts. And one of the core components of devaluation is that they start changing your reality. They start brainwashing you. They start messing up with your head by making you feel that you are not enough, by eliciting insecurity and deep shame, by making you think that you are the cause of every problem that happens in the relationship. And as a result of all of this, they change your perceptions and perspectives, not only about who they are, it also includes changing the self-concept, the way you see yourself, the way you understand and hold the image of what you call a self, the way you understand and relate with the world. In a nutshell, your personality is broken down slowly, piece by piece, and it is molded, shifted, and changed into something that a narcissist wants to be in place. So they keep suggesting things, they keep lying about things again and again and again, and if, if it keeps happening for months and years, Ultimately, your brain accepts their version of the reality and you start disconnecting from yourself. You start disconnecting from your power and ability and capability to decide and to make rational decisions. And one of the reasons that also happens is because you stay hypervigilant most of the time in such a relationship, you lose access to the evolved parts of the brain and that makes you go into maybe a fawn state, a freeze state where you just comply, obey and do whatever is needed just to stay there. And that is what leads to accepting that what they say is the truth. And once you leave it, once you have some clarity, you start blaming yourself that why did I do that? But you need to understand that the dynamics of such a relationship are far more complicated than how they look from the surface level. On the surface, it may look like that you played a part in all of that, but the chronic gaslighting and the manipulation happens below the level of your awareness and it changes you as a person. Number two is toxic self-criticism. 
If you are a survivor of childhood trauma, you certainly would have that inner critic, that critical voice that puts you down all the time, that makes everything your fault. No matter if it is or not, you are the one who needs to change. You are the one who needs to put in more efforts. You are the one who needs to rethink things, who need to change their ways. And if you are such a survivor, if you have that voice within you, you become the bait, the perfect bait for the narcissistic manipulation. Once you are in such a relationship and once the devaluation stage starts, they start breaking you down as I explained earlier and as they start breaking you down, the activation of the childhood wound happens at the same time. So everything that they say, you just accept it probably without a filter because there is a deep wound bigger than what they are telling you. You have your own narcissist within you. The part of you that makes you the problem ultimately and makes this voice looks like a fact rendering machine that everything that comes from it is accepted as a fact without a doubt. And if that is something that you can relate with, this also makes you a chronic self-blamer. You blame yourself not only for what they blame you for, but also what happens in the relationship, what you should or could have done and how things should have been and you should have seen things coming and whatnot. And that voice gets louder and bigger once you leave such a relationship, putting you down, making you the enemy when you are not. Before I move to the point number third, make sure that you comment below that if you blame yourself for what happened in the relationship and by doing so, you may validate the other survivors' experiences and probably that may end the toxic loop, the toxic cycle of this chronic blame that they are stuck in. So the point number third is faulty self-abandoning belief system. When we grow up in a very toxic environment with abusive narcissistic parents or primary caretakers, we internalize the experiences. We internalize everything that is done to us. In other words, we blame ourselves. We make certain assumptions based on what we are experiencing about ourselves and hold them to the ultimate truth about ourselves. And as a result, as we grow, we keep acting, functioning through those faulty belief systems and that is what becomes our reality. Faulty beliefs such as, I am responsible for how others feel. If something wrong happens, it must be my fault. All humans are intrinsically good. If something happens, I must have done something wrong to trigger them. These are the examples of the faulty beliefs that one may carry in their subconscious after being a victim of childhood trauma. And these are the burdens that make you do things that make you comply, obey, go on and keep taking the things that you would not take otherwise. And having these beliefs is not your fault because it happened when these beliefs entered your subconscious, you were not even aware of that happening. It is the environment that shaped you that way. At that moment when you were treated and abused so bad, you did not know what else to do because you as a child couldn't blame the parent for abusing you, for neglecting you, for abandoning you. And you had to make some kind of sense to what was happening to you, why you were being treated the way you were being treated. And assuming these things like I am the wrong one, I am the bad one, I am worthless, I am this, I am that is a way of explaining these things to yourself and making sense of why things are happening the way they are happening. Your 
primary caretakers also contribute to the formation of these faulty beliefs. For example, if you are always told that you're worthless or you're fortunate enough to have this and to have that, ultimately you start believing that and you start seeing yourself so low and so little that everything just becomes and looks like a gift, like you are so fortunate to have this person, at least I have them, at least they're talking with me, at least this, at least that. So these justifications and these faulty belief systems always play a big role in keeping you in this relationship. And having this faulty system contributes to why you stay in the relationship. But later, when you leave such a relationship, you might start blaming yourself again because of these faulty beliefs, because you're assuming, well, if this happened with me, it must be my fault. Maybe I did it to myself because I'm bad, I deserved it. Things like that. This is how you justify it. This is why you blame yourself for the things that happen the way they do. And this is why you blame yourself for the things the way they happened in the relationship. Number four reason is that you are not believed as a survivor. Narcissistic abuse is very subtle and hard to recognize. And to be honest, it really breaks my heart to see so many survivors trying to find some kind of validation, even in their own family. Almost everyone that I worked with would say that nobody has understood it up until this point or nobody really gets what I'm talking about. They just keep telling me you should be moving on, you should be getting over it, but they do not know or they do not feel what I'm feeling. So I have now started to keep my mouth shut. I do not speak about what I'm going through unless there is someone who really understands it. This kind of invalidation and not recognizing this kind of trauma isolates the victims further. And on the top of that, because a narcissist is known for fabricating stories and presenting things in a way that the victim becomes the abuser in their story and they become the victim, it makes things hard. Harder than how they would have been if they didn't do this. So because of their calm and confident nature, the way they can put on that mask and present that story or cry or do the things that you and I know, it becomes really hard for the survivors to find the validation they seek. And as a result, when people start isolating them, when they are smear campaigned, when everything happens around them and no one is ready to listen or believe what they have been through, it kind of reinforces the gaslighting that has already happened previous in the relationship. They question and maybe they are correct. Maybe my reality is not the reality. Maybe what they are saying is what happened. Because if it was the opposite case, why would they believe him or her? Why wouldn't they understand me? So this is also a contributing factor to why a person, why a survivor might blame themselves for what happened in there. But you need to understand that no matter how many people they isolate you from or turn against you, or no matter how many people belittle you, victim blame you for what happened in there, your story matters. You have been through chronic abuse, a complex form of abuse and trauma. And you deserve all the validation and you deserve all the listening and you deserve all the care. Just because th those people do not understand it doesn't mean that what you have been through doesn't matter. Number fifth and the last one is rationalizing, minimizing and denying the abuse. You and I both know that a narcissist is like a chameleon, which means they can change hundreds of times in a day and, you know, go into different shapes and different colors depending on 
the situation they are in they wear multiple masks depending on the face they want you to see and because of this inconsistency in the consistency of the nature of a narcissist there happens a major psychological rift which you and i both call as cognitive dissonance cognitive dissonance is the inconsistency in the thoughts perceptions and the belief system about or of who the narcissist is and it feels like two people exist within your perception you have perception of two different people and both come from the same source which is the narcissist and as this mind fuck happens in such a relationship you have to somehow justify what's going on within your head because seeing the true nature of the narcissist is extremely painful as it is absolutely completely and totally opposite of who they promised to be you go into an absolute shock and one of the coping mechanisms we use as humans is denying things justifying things or minimizing things so then to reduce this cognitive dissonance we choose the less painful belief or less painful perception of the narcissist you can go on and justify rationalize and think about things in a way like maybe it is their job maybe i'm doing something maybe i shouted the last time we were having an argument that caused them to react the way they did maybe this maybe that there are so many explanations and justifications and this also in a very subtle way acts as a factor and the beginning of how you start blaming yourself you start internalizing the blame you start justifying the abuse through yourself by sacrificing yourself just to avoid the pain of the reality and that is where the self blame starts and begins as well and it keeps going on and on and on to the point where you stop seeing yourself the way you used to before this relationship and the cognitive dissonance doesn't only happen about the narcissist it also happens about your own personality before all of this happened before the relationship you were someone else and you had a certain moral compass certain values and you knew that this isn't what i would ever settle for and this is what i need from a relationship when things happened in the relationship you ended up doing things accepting things that you would have never done otherwise and that also creates a massive rift and shift between who you have been and who you are and who you are is something that you do not relate with or could not recognize and then also that becomes a factor that contributes in the self blame and why you think that it's me because you see you ended up, you accepted things that you would have never accepted otherwise and then you start becoming angry that you then you start having that rage towards yourself and you start blaming yourself for not seeing things clearly when it wasn't your fault because things were happening in a fashion in a manner that you had no, almost no control over at that point so it's very very crucial and important to understand now let's move to the next part which is how do you overcome this tendency to blame yourself and how do you deal with it the best way to understand and overcome this blame is by understanding the complex dynamics of the abuse by understanding what cognitive dissonance and trauma bonding does to your brain how it changes how it induces the same traumatic injuries as would any other chronic and horrific 
form and kind of trauma. You need to understand that you can only take uh, responsibility for things that you have that are under your control. But the way these things happen in such a relationship, you may not probably agree with me, but you almost lose all of the control. Let me give an example. If the narcissist keeps gaslighting you, keeps isolating you, keeps triangulating you all the time. You can only resist this to a certain level. But when you break the threshold, when you touch the, hit the threshold, your reality, your perception of the reality starts bending and you almost start seeing the things through their eyes. It's the mental, the psychological phenomena that happens and it is caused by this chronic form of brainwashing. And when we talk about brainwashing, we talk about losing control. It's like someone is feeding you poison in a way that you do not know that you're being fed poison, however you see the impact of it. It's like you're sleeping in a room full of carbon monoxide. Carbon monoxide is a smell less gas that you do not know is present in the air. You know that you are inhaling it only when you feel dizzy. So if you stay in there, you die. Or the only way you know that you inhale something is when you leave the room and you can breathe in the fresh air. Otherwise, it becomes a normal for you and you just get used to it. That is what this abuse is like. So there is nothing that you should blame yourself for. Of course, there is a component where we need to hold ourselves responsible for the things that we did, for the red flags that we saw and why we did not act when the time was to act and why we stayed when we should have left. But as I said earlier, the responsibility is only this much because the narcissist contributes. The whole controlling dynamic shapes everything in a way that you are left with almost no choice to decide what to do with them, what to do with this relationship, what to do with yourself. So I really hope that it really helps you to see yourself more compassionately and understand these dynamics and blame yourself less. I'll talk with you very soon in the next episode. Till then, let the healing begin.